Look, Brock came out and he started well in the game. He hit his first five passes of the game. At the end of the first quarter, he was 8 of 10 for 105 yards. There are times where you want to say, look, this is, you know, this is a quarterback that is worthy of believing in. This is a quarterback who you do want to ask to make plays because he's been making plays for you all year. Also, run the ball. Why don't you do that, Kyle? Run the ball. Larry will be back in a moment. Oh, Larry's back right now. There he is. Run the ball. Run the damn ball. Larry, I think I know what happened. I think that you just stepped outside and you took a leak in your front yard. You didn't even take it to the bathroom. Is that what just happened? I would never take a leak in the front yard. <laughs> no, no. I had some guy. Some We had a UPS guy, and he was knocking uh, at the door. Oh. <laughs> and I'm sitting there going, uh, I don't know. I'll just, I'll just grab the package and run inside. It's always Christmas here, Damon. Stuff is arriving at all times. Did you order a run the ball coach? Is that Amazon? Give me a run the ball coach. <laughs> I ordered I ordered a right tackle and a side of uh, <laughs> right guard. And a side. I I ordered uh, two tackles and a wide receiver who's going to make big plays. Look, yeah. I really like Debo. I really like George Kittle. I really like Eric Armstead. I really like. Trent, I really, I like an awful lot of these 49ers. They were good enough to win the Super Bowl this year. I like Kyle, but it keeps on coming up short with the same dudes involved over and over and over again. And you got to try something different. This team needs a little bit of a shakeup, Larry. It does. You just, this ain't a run it back situation. Well, I mean, it never is. They've kicked the, the can down the road on so many of these salaries that this bill is going to hit the table. I, I was reading something in Sports Illustrated about facing more roster questions. It was written by uh, Albert Breer, and he basically said, you know, the next year's salary cap is going to land between $240, $245 million, which means that with about $212 million committed once Brandon Ayuk's fully guaranteed fifth-year option hits the table— they're going to have to fill out 44 roster spots between 28 and 23 million dollars which is impossible. So they're going to have to take a big salary of a player that everybody really likes and they're going to have to who who would fetch you the most on the open market? Debo George Kittle hit the block. These guys got a lot of value. A lot of value. Who's going to get you even more? You got to make a tough call, Larry. Who's it on? Who's who's going? Well, I I don't think Juice is going to be back. That'd be my guess. That'd be the one that that goes. And then also the Ayuk thing. Yeah, if you take his first, if you take all of his, um, you know, salary, and but if you get if you you know then it looks massive. But if you can sign him to a long term deal, you can minimize that first look that first year and um, and make it a little bit more palatable. So. You know, I mean, I would say this could be a number of guys who could be leaving. I mean, you you might see um, Eric Armstead moving. You could, you're definitely going to see them wave goodbye to all their free agents. I mean, all you know, what I think is going to hurt you, Evans, Kinlaw. Who's what's that? Dre Greenlaw. Bye bye. I don't know about that. Well, know first about of that. all, he's not playing next year. He's got nine months with a popped Achilles, right? 
So he's not even, I don't know if you can say goodbye then. And then after that, he's just, he's, he's definitively damaged goods. He's always getting hurt. I love Dre Greenlaw, but it might be time to go. Again, you got ticking clocks on a lot of these guys' bodies. And I think that you have to factor that into some tough decisions that are coming up. Yeah, I mean, there's no question there's going to be tough decisions. I mean, you've got a bunch of free agents. Um, I could give you the list of 49er free agents if you want to take a look. But, I mean, it's a bunch. Um, and then and then you're probably going to let most of them go. So that's that's just the way it is. I mean, um, a lot of their free agents are just going to leave. And then they're probably going to, you know, have to sign maybe they'll sign maybe one of them. So I would say, okay, so right now, if you said free agents, let's see. Um, let me jump, jump to free agents. Here we go. 2020, 20, 2024 free agents. All right. Here's the list. And these are the guys who all these guys, for the most part, are unrestricted. Randy Gregory, gone. Chase Young, gone. Sam Darnold. By the way, gone. hold on, hold on. I'm just going to call time out right there. You're right about him being gone. Chase Young, you played a Super Bowl. Chase Young showed up in the Super Bowl. He, he did. played hard. He, he played did. hard. That was good to see. Uh, Sam Darnold, uh, $4.5 million. I think he'll be moving on. Kinlaw at $3.8 million. He'll probably be moving on. Tayshawn Gibson at two point nine. He'll be moving on. Sebastian Joseph Day at two point seven. He'll be gone. Oren Burks at two point five. He'll be gone. Cleveland Farrell at two point five. He might return. Uh, John Feliciano at two point two five. He'll probably be gone. Kevin Givens at two point one will be gone. Ray Ray at two million will be gone. So I mean that's they also have Demetrius Flanagan Fowles. Um, um, who else? Ross Dwelly, Brandon Allen, I think will stay. Uh, Chris Conley, Logan Ryan, Matt Pryor, Juwan Jennings probably leaves. Ben Barch, Charlie Warner, Terrence Mitchell. See, I would try, I would figure out a way to bring Juwan Jennings back and trade Debo. Yeah. But the thing is, Debo's already signed. And so Debo's got a big dollar figure amount. And he's coming off a year where he was pretty banged up. I don't know what kind of market there's going to be for Debo, to be completely honest. Now, if you want to move Ayuk, uh, you could probably get a first-round pick for Ayuk. You want to move Ayuk? No. I'm bringing Ayuk back. And that's the thing. He's not coming back for just his fifth-year deal here. You're going to have to sign him to a multi-year extension. Probably three years, $75 million, something like that, $25 million a year, something like that. Isn't it funny that, you know, Jennings more so, but less so Chris Conley's played. You you had guys who were hardly involved in regular season games involved in this Super Bowl. And uh, it just, it went wrong, man. It went wrong. There's no other way to say it. That game went wrong. Um, you know, it's funny, though. It's amazing. The Chiefs had two of the most penalized offensive linemen in the entire league. And they played a flag-free game in this game. Chiefs had six penalties. Only two of them two of them were on the offensive side of the ball. Neither were on the offensive line. Same, and, same referee as the last Super Bowl against the Chiefs, too. Bill Vinovich is just, he ain't calling it. Yeah. He ain't calling it. And that's, you know, if, if you are the Chiefs and you know that, you're going in with a Legion of Boom mindset. Commit a foul on every play. Dare this son of a bitch to throw a flag on every single play. And he didn't even do it once. 
And Nick Bosa absolutely got held on a couple of plays because Nick Bosa absolutely gets held in every football game he has ever played in since Pop Warner. So that's rough. Yeah, no question. No question about it. Um, I mean, there's a lot to complain about, you know, and there's a lot of unhappy people today. And even my 14-year-old's going, you know what, Dad, if they can't win this one, then it's probably going to be years before they're back winning because, you know, it's like everything was set up in this game for them. If not um, now, when? And, <laughs> and and it's totally true. I mean, it's totally true. But at the same time, I do think the 49ers will, um, will probably get back there in the next couple of years. That would be my guess. Um, but it's going to be a totally different looking team. You know, there's going to be a half every time you tear this thing back down, you know, there's guys who get hurt, guys who retire, um, you know, Purdy's young enough. There's no question. It's not like he's at the end. He's he's just at the beginning. So Look, I do love, think he'll get and, and, and we he played we, pretty well, he played so pretty well. We love Brock Purdy and the story that he is and the year that he had at his price point. Oh, my God. It's the best bargain in professional sports. What do you think of Purdy making thirty-eight million dollars a year? Well, we'll see. I mean, he's gonna—they're gonna pay him the going rate. That sounds like a little on the high side, but um, I would well, say for two years from now, is that going to be the high side? That's which probably where it comes in. You know, yeah. starting NFL quarterbacks who are starting NFL quarterbacks that numbers around forty. I mean, it really is. Yeah, I mean, and just to, there's several guys that are going to be gone. I mean. You know, as I said, Chase Young, Kinlaw, uh, Gibson, Dwelly, uh, Ray Ray. I mean, those guys are all going to be gone. So they're going to have to, they're going to have to do a really good job in the draft, replenishing their roster, um, and they're going to have to make some some really good decisions on on who they draft along that offensive line. I mean, they need they need a major major foundation piece at right tackle, and um, and they just overall need just a better offensive line, top top to bottom, and defensive line as well. They got to get more youth and more speed and more talent on their defensive line. Right now, what do you got for sure next year? Bosa, Armstead, and Hargrave. If Armstead comes back, so you know you you still got another spot on your starting group. You got all your backups to be concerned with. Um, yeah, I mean they they've got um, they've got a daunting task in front of them for sure and now you also have um in more evidence that kyle shanahan swallows the olive in some of the biggest moments so you kind of wonder is he going to be able to do it and every year that goes by that he doesn't do it it's going to be more and more the story of can he do it and um that's 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 the question well i mean like i feel like i can almost outside of knowing the final score of next season's regular season games. I'm ready to do every single post game show for next regular season right now. Here's how it's going to sound. Hey, the 49ers won today, but who gives a shit? Cause when they get to the playoffs, Kyle's going to blow it. And that was the shame of all of this because this is now a self-fulfilling prophecy until it isn't. And you don't get many chance to prove that it isn't. And last night was probably the best chance Kyle might ever have to prove he can win a big game and he didn't. So it's 
it's just going to keep on going. And we're going to have a whole bunch of people saying, well, it ain't Purdy. I told you it ain't Purdy. Or, you know, the, the carriage turns back into a pumpkin. I thought Purdy was fine last night. Get Purdy some protection. I think he's good enough to carve the league up. I really do. Um, I, I, it just, I'm already over next year and we're as far away from it <laughs> as you can get. Well, I mean, next year's a totally different year. I mean, we'll see where it goes. I mean, I, I, well, here's gonna, the thing. Unless it goes to the Super Bowl and wins, everyone just keeps laughing. The Niners have nothing left to do. There is no regular season test. There is no pop quiz. It's all about the final exam, which they keep flunking. No doubt. And they're going to have to uh, get back in that game and block it out and and make another run. You know, And they're fully capable of doing it. Um, they're going to win a lot of games, as you said, and, but ultimately it's going to be that ult- that question of, can they win the big one? I mean, that's the thing. Kyle Shanahan firmly wears the label, the best co- coach in football who hasn't won a ring, you know, and he's not going to get endless opportunities, but he's going to have a few more for sure. Um, very frustrating game across the board. Yeah, G. Martinez using my words against me, and he's right. It's about the journey. <laughs> People are sick and tired of journeys. They want a destination. It's rough. You know what else really, really hurts? This one hurt me. My four-year-old I said, Dad, are you still going to take me out of school to go to a parade this week? I said, no, son, I'm not. He said, but aren't we champions? I said, no, son. No, son, you're not. <laughs> didn't happen you know he's four he doesn't understand it (laughs) and and he he thought he was he thought he was going to go to a parade this week ah i i I shouldn't have even told him about it (laughs) yeah i should well i mean hey you know my 14 year old is despondent he's like dad it's never gonna happen and i'm like you know what um you can't think that way because you know you just don't know what life's bringing you None of us even knew when the Niners lost the Super Bowl last time, four years ago, that they would that that Brock Purdy even existed. So now you have a good young quarterback who you believe in, um, and now it's just about building up the 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 team around him, and let's see if you can get it done. Um, and and the competition's fierce. Detroit's going to be good. Green Bay's going to be good. Uh, Chargers are going to get good with Harbaugh, and there's going to be some good good teams out there. I mean, I'll tell you the first, the first thing I would do is, um, you know, I mean, Kyle is going to run the offense. So, you know, I would look for some other offensive coach that he could have work with him to run the ball coach, the, that, that he would respect their game managing ability a little bit. And then I would go after Bill Belichick if you could get him. Why? Because you have six good young DBs and he's one of the great DB coaches of all time and um and identifier so it's like you you bring him in you pay him a ton of money you let him be the defensive coordinator for a year or two and maybe you get over the top i mean it's an ideal no but um you do need to do something that makes all your guys believe that you're getting closer to the destination and Maybe bringing in a guy with that kind of resume would say, "Hey, look, we're not we're not about our personal comfort or his personal comfort. We're all about 
let's get this ring. Um, and it would serve as a loud message. It would get everybody's attention and, um, and it would give them a new kind of lease on life. I would do it. If he's at all interested, I would do it. This loss is 50-50 Purdy Kyle. I would say 50 for sure on Kyle. Uh, Brock Purdy made no mistakes last night. None. It's not 50-50 on Purdy. Not at That's all. That's for sure. Not at all. I mean, it's you might want to say it's 50-50. Yeah, I mean, it might be 50-50 on Kyle versus the rest of the coaching staff. Um, but, I, you know, come on. It's not, I mean, Purdy played pretty well in this game. I mean, he led them to three scoring drives late. Um, so it's not like they, they just, you know, they absolutely dominated Purdy. He found a way to drive the team, but they couldn't score in the red zone. You know? Brock and, Purdy, again, when you were talking to your UPS driver, Purdy completed his first five throws of the game. He was 8 of 10 for 105 yards in the first quarter. But in the remainder of the game, he only threw for another 100 yards. He was under pressure and duress for uh, a lot of that. Um, Josh Dubow had this one. Since the start of the second quarter, through the end of the, uh, through the start of the second quarter, through 223 remaining in the third quarter, Juwan Jennings had outpassed Brock Purdy. Juwan Jennings, his touchdown pass went 21 yards. Purdy threw for 17 yards between the second and nearly the end of the third quarter. And again, you're you're getting no opportunities to put up passing numbers when you Get pressured on first down, miss on second down, get stopped on third down, and you punt. The three drives of the second half, the first three drives of the second half are where the 49ers lost this game to the point where the Niners were still winning on the scoreboard. But I even went upstairs and told my wife and my in-laws who were upstairs watching the game, I went upstairs at that moment, I said the 49ers are going to lose this game. They just handed every ounce of momentum that they might have had right back to the Kansas City Chiefs. And all Patrick Mahomes needs is this. And they gave it to him over and over and over again. And they didn't take advantage of anything that Patrick Mahomes gave them. They also benched Ambry Thomas, by the way. He only played one defensive snap. In five of the Niners' six losses this season, he played less than five snaps on defense. What happened there? Obviously, they wanted to Why go. Why are you changing other. horses in the biggest race of the year? Yeah. I honestly didn't know that. Are you, you one snap for Ambry Thomas? One snap. All right. Well, I guess it definitely is time to fire Steve Wilkes then, right? I mean, isn't that where Steve Wilkes is supposed to be the best? I'm, 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 I'm your secondary coach here. How is he not? How does he not have one of his best players up to speed and ready to go for the Super Bowl? Why do you have a guy who literally getting inserted into the lineup after the bye week in Jacksonville on helped improve your defense, and then he has what a couple of bad postseason games, and you just give up on him? I don't know. I don't know what to say. Wow, that's an indictment right there. So uh, we got an awful lot of super chats, Larry, 
I'm playing the role of Larry today where I'm kind of running the show on my side. This is normally what Larry does. Uh, so I'm going to try to go through some super chats here the very best we can. And uh, as always, thank you very much for the support of the channel. Like and subscribe to both what Larry and I are doing. Memberships available. Um, and we appreciate you being here very, very much. Thank you so much for being here today. Uh, let's get going. First of all, SF Indico saying, this was worse than season eight of Game of Thrones. Yeah, it was an awesome story right up until the very end. I will give you that one. Um, C.G. Jones, fire Kyle, hire Bill Belichick. I'm not wrong. I mean, here's the thing. No one's in position to argue with you today. It's not happening, but we're not going to argue against it. Jed, um, Jed said he would have been happy if the Niners lost against Detroit. So he's Kyle ain't going anywhere. I mean, that sounds uh isn't that like the opposite of Eddie D? It does. It does sound like the opposite of Eddie D. But um, you know, Jed just feels like he's got this organization going in the right direction. And, you know, Jed's a relatively young man. I think his assumption is, is that eventually they'll get it done. But um, I don't know that that's the right kind of mindset going forward. You may need a more of a determined mindset than that. Um, Mike Baker says, but we didn't see this coming the last two games. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 they weren't trending in the right direction at the end of the year. Uh, I didn't run it enough. Seems like the most accurate title for, title for Kyle Shanahan's biography at this point. It, it really does, Sporticus. It really does. Uh, this is uh, Gizmo Maltese saying, Kyle doesn't get the ball to his stars in clutch moments the way that Reed does to Kelsey. You need a set, uh, you, you need a set of hard to stop plays to finish the big game. I don't know what there was going at the end there. But, yeah, I hear you. Uh, uh, best, best players on this team weren't touching the ball enough. And, um, again, George Kittle, Debo, Trent Williams had terrible Super Bowls. Moving from San Fran was the curse. Just the facts. Mike Baker. I, I will tell you that Levi Stadium sucks. I will go to my grave saying that. Um, 49ers need uh, leaders with attitude. Well, look, they got a lot of attitude and swagger. It's not for a lack of attitude what they need is a coach who knows the overtime rules in the super bowl should they actually reach that right chris jones hiding holding sideline buddies uh was just looking mad um i i you know they the niners could use chris jones now as far as they need somebody on their defensive front seven to who who's just um you know just absolutely hell-bent to win I mean, Chris Jones is one of the great competitors of his era. They could use a little bit of his toughness on their defensive line, no doubt. Smack Jones for five comes in. Oh, no, we just did that. Sorry. Thank you, Smack. Flav says, uh, sorry, Damon, but you sound ridiculous. Kyle Shanahan just went toe-to-toe -to -toe with Mr. Irrelevant again in the Super Bowl uh, that Reed couldn't win without 21 years. Get real. He's a top-three coach. Players have to execute. I agree with all of that. He keeps losing Super Bowls. I don't know what to tell you. I mean, I'm not moving on either. He's not getting moved on from, but everything that we've seen to this point is just 
this guy gets the biggest game of the year and it gets worse, not better. And that just, it's not a good trend, man. And how much longer can he walk into that locker room and still command the full attention of it like he used to? At some point in time, players start saying, you know, he's really good at this, but is he great at this? Some guys top out as coordinators. Some guys just aren't head coaches. And Kyle, is he a wartime consigliere? Well, what he, we know he's not right now is a Super Bowl winning head coach. So I would say don't. The only thing I don't like about the Niners is they tend to make decisions that they're comfortable with. They need to start making some uncomfortable decisions. You know, when I say that, I mean, start bringing guys into the room that aren't going to aren't going to you know, all pull the rope in the same direction. Go bring in some guys that, you know, are going to be tough to deal with. Um, you know, I, I want to see them bring in some tough, some, some add some toughness to this football team, mental and physical toughness in this draft. They better be a whole lot tougher football team next year than they are right now. Uh, Cassius Boyd says, I think we're an O-line away from winning it all. Greg Argisi, all due respect, KCD run blitzed a lot. We lost because Greenlaw got hurt. Look at the stats. Brock played his ass off better than Lamar against Tom. Again, anyone trying to blame Brock Purdy today is just got such a hard on to crap on Brock at all times that they're going to use a Super Bowl loss to do that. He was... He wasn't enough a part of the solution to win the game, but he wasn't the problem that lost the game. Matthew Rowley says, I'm considering not watching the NFL next year. Stop it. That's where we're going to thank you for the super chat. You'll be back week one. You know it, and I know it, and the NFL knows it. Uh, this is Gizmo Maltese saying, 49ers won the Super Bowl using the West Coast offense. That's using the passing game as a ball control. They were masters of the dink and dunk. When the game was on the line, they could still dink and dunk, kill the clock, and score. They are more explosive now, but man, the continuity just has not been there. You got to have some plays that you can go to against any defense, and they just didn't seem like they had that go-to play. Greg Argisi. Yep, sorry, Greg Argisi saying Purdy is elite. Believe it. Here's the thing: he's not elite, but he's good. He's very good. And if he does next year, like he played in the regular season, if he continues to improve here, he'll enter that elite conversation. He's very, very, very good. There's no doubt about that. And very, very, very good is officially the best quarterback the 49ers have had since Steve Young. Uh, Born in the 90s, only no three losses in the Super Bowl. After coming back against the Packers down 24-7, the season seemed special. We had two game-winning field goals. Mahomes got a game-winning touchdown, and that's the difference. Yeah, field goals get you beat against the Kansas City Chiefs. Herbie Holland. Come on, Larry. Eddie D was firing Walsh after the 87 loss to the Vikings and Eagles won the Super Bowl after they fired Andy. Boy, I'm really beginning to question your knowledge. Fire Shanahan. No, he's yeah. not getting fired. He's not he's not getting fired. I mean, Herbie, you can say whatever the fuck you want. And Ball and Walsh did not get fired after the 87 season. He coached in 88 and could have continued to coach after that if he had chosen to. Lori Matthews, Ray Ray's been good this season. He also had a hell of a catch and took a big hit. Let's not overreact here. 
Lori, I love you. Ray Ray should not be allowed back in the facility ever again. He's done. No more Ray Ray McLeod. He doesn't do enough on special teams, and he uh, made a, as big of a mistake that you fundamentally learn not to make in Pop Warner football. Uh, green glass full. Thought Brock and the D had a bad coach. Uh, thought Brock and the D did great. Bad coaching, though. Brock was good. Defensive line kind of did its job. Defensive line holding the Kansas City Chiefs to three points in the first half is supposed to be a pretty good half for a defense. They didn't score enough. They I don't know if I don't, I don't know if I'd call it great though. I mean, you're giving up 455 total yards. I don't know if I'd call that great. No, it's not. It's certainly not great. But it felt like the vast majority of those yards came at the end of the game. I mean, for the. They were in position to win this in regulation more than they were in position to win it in overtime. I just uh, think if you look at the fumbles in this game, what there were five fumbles for by by Kansas City, and, and they, lost, they one. lost one. The Niners had two fumbles and they lost two, so there were seven fumbles and the Chiefs fell on six of them. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's that right there. I mean, you want to say the difference in the game, seven fumbles and the Chiefs fell on six. James WF, the O-line was pushed back three yards on that extra point. It's not on Moody. No, that thing came out low. That was on Moody. That was on Moody. And and sure, you want to you want to say that the offensive line didn't get its job done. I think that that's a defining feature of this game. Um, Matthew Raleigh said, one of the things I didn't hate was us taking the ball in overtime. Defense was gassed both sides. No, 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 no. You don't, you don't factor in who's tired in that moment. Well, I mean, how long was the drive? Um, how long was the drive at the end of the game? It wasn't, it wasn't a 15 play drive. It was like a 12 play drive, right? Let me see. I got to open it up. Let me get some some more. Thirteen play, thirteen play, seventy five. No, that was a that was uh no, that was overtime. It was an eleven play, sixty four yard drive in a minute fifty. A minute fifty drive. Mike Baker says you two obviously see the code in the matrix. I I don't. No, Mike, you're you're a great fan. We're just uh, hosting an angry show this morning, this afternoon. Uh had Hydra at running back and tied two heads back. Okay, I get what you're saying. You had you had three guys who could run the ball and you only let one do it. Well, one did it so well that he was named the offensive player of the year. Um, and I don't know how much more of a better year Christian McCaffrey would have had, better of a postseason Christian McCaffrey would have had with, call it 30, 40 less carries on his body than coming into the Super Bowl had they given those carries to either Mitchell or Mason um, but I would like to see those guys use more and not exploring the talent on their own depth chart is maybe something that this team needs to reconsider. Like you were saying, viable linebackers who they didn't give any snaps to all year were on this roster. Um, James, again, Larry, find a new co-host. Damon's takes are awful. Hey, thanks for the super chat dipshit. Uh, by the way, Larry's agreeing with everything I'm saying. So what, what are you even talking about? <laughs> we're, we're kind of on the same page over here. Juwan Jennings, five years, 40 million, number one receiver. He shows up. He's, he's going to be gone. Uh, I, I don't think because Debo signed and not tradable. Uh, Ayuk is too good to trade. 
and they're not going to pay three wide receivers. So Jawan is going to have fans all around football and he's going to get paid and he's going to leave. Flav again, because Chase Young played well, it might not happen. But if he doesn't like offers, I could see him back on a one-year deal. I would do it. What's the price? What's the price for Chase? He's no way. Get more than no a way. Contract offer. When he dogged it in the conference title game, no way. He's gone. Uh, they need to pull a move like the Rams. Sell Debo, Ayuk, Juice, and Greenlaw. It's tough, but Debo and Ayuk just don't get it done. 57 is always hurt. Ayuk gets it done. Everyone else there, they're going to they're gonna be discussed. They will be discussed this year, this offseason. Uh, Iceman, maybe karma for leaving San Francisco, but the Niners are now the Bills of the NFC. They do come up short. For a very talented team. That was it, guys. Can Purdy beat Mahomes, Allen, Jackson, Burrow, Stroud, Herbert? Love? Question mark. Quarterbacks have to win Super Bowls. Always have and always will. No, defense wins championships. I mean, uh, had the defense been even better? Uh, they, they would, but look, I don't, I don't. Purdy's not the problem. And here's the thing: this whole like get rid of Purdy for whom? For who? You can bring Kirk, in yeah. Kirk Cousins with all Kirk of his Cousins. Get yeah. out of here. Is Kirk Cousins an, even an upgrade? No. And at the price point, it's a detriment to the entire roster. So, no. Uh, go all in on the O-line or get Josh Allen. Okay. I mean, that's all right. Josh Allen, by the way, turns the ball over an awful lot and hasn't won a thing either. Was he talking about that Josh Allen? I think he's talking about oh. the Jaguars defensive end Josh Allen. Maybe, maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe that does make more sense if you think about it, Larry. Good job there. Um uh Maddie says uh well, something for the jingle jangle, downplaying getting a dog walk by Bengals and Ravens. This team can't compete with the competition of the AFC period. Purdy is average at best. Uh, again, I, there there are times to argue with you. This is probably not one of those times. Uh, the AFC, the AFC put it on the Niners hard this year. There's no doubt about it. It's going to be harder. Rams, Lions, and Packers. It officially doesn't get easier as you get older and other young teams are still frosty and ready to go. Yep. Uh, two more here. We ran the ball. What we want to do is mix in the run behind, win the third, but that's what costs us. The old line, no cash. On the KC turnovers, that's the thing. When Kansas City hands you an opportunity, you have to take advantage of. Kansas City handed the 49ers offense multiple opportunities to run up a score on them, and those turned into punts, not even field goals. They must get the O-line right. Everything will follow. Khalid Rice. Thank you, Khalid. Appreciate it. Uh, we appreciate you all being here. I hope I didn't miss any Super Chats as we were diving into about 40 Super Chats in a row there. We thank you so much, Damon Bruce, Larry Kruger. It might not be wake up. Let's call it brunch. It's officially the Damon Bruce show, though, which means, Larry, if you don't mind, I have to tell everyone about my good friend, Ike, who had a huge role in both you and I going to Las Vegas, and we had a great time in Las Vegas. That's why it's such such a sour feeling for such a fun week to end like this. Uh, but thanks so much to Ike's. His sandwiches are absolutely remarkable. They're available almost up and down the West Coast. Any major city you're in now, and if they're not in your city, believe me, they could be coming soon. He keeps on growing. His sandwiches are delicious. Download that Ike's Rewards app. 
app. You'll be very, very happy you did. Post Game and Damon last night brought to you by uh, Hughes Orthopedics. Larry, you met Dr. Paul Hughes at, uh, at dinner uh, on Friday night, and he was already telling you about the things that he can do with stem stem cells and helping regenerate bodies heal. And And Dr. Paul Hughes is got offices in San Mateo, satellite offices throughout the Bay Area. If you want to avoid an orthopedic surgery, ironically, the website to go to is orthopedicsurgeries.com. Check out Dr. Paul Hughes, info at orthopedicsurgeries.com. And if you use the code word Hunter, which is the name of his nine-year-old son, who I met, absolutely charming kid, um, uh, you can get 50% off your procedure. So there you go. Uh, Sponsorships taken care of. Um, fans taken care of super chat here. Two things can be true. Kyle and Purdy are average. I would say that there's no statistical proof that they are average. They're statistically above average, but unfortunately the worst of them happens to continue to come out in, in big games. Well, you can't say that. Here's the thing. Purdy's never lost a big game he's been in and started and finished until last night. And I can't put that loss on Brock Purdy. It's not like he had any galactic failure in that game. Um, there you go. Hi, I'm still here, everyone. Um, that was just, that was Kyle. Again, he's not average, but he gets to the biggest game and it just, it feels like they tighten up, Larry. You know, well, they, yeah, they, is what they, they call definitely it. do. I mean, they definitely do. There's just no doubt about it, um, you know, and I don't know if it's the pressure of the moment or if, you know, what what the deal is, but they they tend to get too pass happy. They don't run enough. And um, the game ends and you look up and you're like, well, wait a second. Why didn't they run more? So, you know, it's just, you know, at the end of the day, you know, Mahomes um and reed are on the top of the sport and they're the they're the very best they are the yardstick of excellence that the entire league is measuring itself against there is no doubt about that but i mean the one thing that is so frustrating is that shanahan now in three super bowls as either the offensive coordinator or head coach he's an offensive guy who knows offensive football his teams have been outscored in the fourth quarter in overtime 68 to 12 the 68 number's bad, but the 12 is heinous. You know, you've played in three Super Bowls as a head coach, and you've scored 12 points in the fourth quarter in three Super Bowls? Or 12, tw- uh, three Super Bowls as a head coach or an OC, and your offenses have produced a total of 12 points in the fourth quarter in overtime? I mean, you're talking about four quarters of football, 12 points with under pressure. So, you know, I, I, I gotta wonder, um, if that's Kyle, if that's the players, it's all, I I mean, it takes a team, right? I mean, it's, it's, everyone's looking for the one guy to blame. I really do think that this is a, a, a team where there's more than just one guy to blame, which brings us back to the head coach because he's responsible for all the guys that we're picking amongst who to blame. You know, it, it feels like Ray Ray wasn't coached to uh, 
to just fall on a fumble, which is just amazing to me. I mean, all you do is special teams, and you don't even do that very well as a returner. So you'd figure you'd have the fundamentals of it all down. You know, again, there's always somebody trying to take it too far. Purdy is an average. He just sucks. You have no statistical evidence, be it numbers produced in terms of in-game stats or win-losses for the 49ers, to even come close to backing that up. What you're saying in your comment here, easy mercs Z, is you do not know what you're talking about. There's nothing about the start to Brock Purdy's career that suggests he is average statistically or team-wide just in the win-loss column. He has gotten to an NFC title game and a Super Bowl in his first two years. That's not bad. He isn't average. He just sucks. I mean, come on. Come on, bro. That's a clown. That's a clown quote, bro. That's a clown. That's a clown question, bro. Oh, man. It was a, it was a rough one, man. And it's going to be rough to get over this one because it's going to take forever to get back here. Even if they can green Bay's on the rise, Detroit's on the rise. I mean, those teams are absolutely getting nothing, but you know who's also on the rise, the Los Angeles Rams, possibly. The demise of the Los Angeles they Rams. They do have an old quarterback. Exaggerated. They do have a 30-whatever, 35-year-old quarterback. So I don't look at them as on the rise like I look at Look, know, quarterbacks are playing in their 40s now, though, Larry. I mean, 35 is the new 31, right? Yeah. yeah, if the Rams get, um, you know, build up their whole defense in one year, um, their defense is not not championship caliber. Um, but, you know, we'll see. I mean, see, this is a year-to-year league at this point. Right. There is no, there is there is very, very little evidence that, you know, one game translates to another. So try to take one season and roll it into another is is totally ridiculous. Um, it's... It was a great year for the 49ers that ends... In brutal fashion. I mean, just absolutely brutal fashion. And there is no sugarcoating that. There is zero putting there, there's there's no way to dress this up. There's no lipstick for the pig of this loss, Larry. There isn't. And, you know, people are saying, Damon, you you know, you you grew up a Bears fan. You don't even root for the 49ers. Why are you so mad? I'm so mad because I knew how good they were. And they left how good they were somewhere in the regular season to really not be found in this postseason. And that's disappointing. The worst the Niners looked in this year was in their three postseason games. If you added it all up together, they were unimpressive until they beat the Packers. They were unimpressive against the Detroit Lions for more of that game than anyone would like to admit. And not for, but for Dan Campbell's mistakes. I don't even know if they reach the Super Bowl. And then they get to the Super Bowl, and there is a level of unimpressive that you have to attach to this game as well. Yeah, it was a bad game. I mean, what can you say? It was a bad game. But this per- the Purdy sucks, and the guy's like, give me some numbers. How about go look up any number you want? How right. That? He's a statistical passing leader in just about any single statistical passing stat you look up he's in the top five 
in everything, if not in the top two or leading everything else. I mean, what, what number are you looking for? It's all out there. Right. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, I if if I if you're looking for numbers at this point, you're just don't want to find them, or you just don't care, or you just want to, you know, that's fine. You're mad. You want to say Purdy sucks. Fine, go say Purdy sucks. But you should be telling me, backing up why he sucks with some number instead of telling me when I tell you you're high, that you're like, well, show me a number. How about go pick up a book and pick up anything? I mean, yeah. the guy's number one in almost every offensive fucking category. Maybe he doesn't suck. Maybe you're just pissed. Maybe you lost some money. Which is okay. Which is okay. But again, let's not, let's not, let's not, there's plenty of blame to go around. Looking to attach the blame of this loss to someone who doesn't really deserve it when other guys a thousand percent deserve it. How about this? How great is it? How good could any quarterback be in a game? where his offensive line is doing a shit job protecting for him and two of his biggest weapons, his tight end and his wide receiver, are not to be found in the game. And the other wide receiver has three catches. And the offensive player of the year, even though he had, what, 30 touches, needed at least 35. <laughs> you know, it, it it's hard to see somebody gets 30 touches and say that they weren't used enough. But I will go to my grave telling you that Christian McCaffrey was not used enough in a game where he was used plenty, but it still wasn't enough. Again, Kyle needs, Kyle 100% needs a run-the-ball coach to just remind him to run the ball. And if it works, stay with it. You know, stay with it. But, um, you know, I mean, what can you say? I mean, on one hand, you could easily sit there and go, well, Andy Reid's a Hall of Famer. Mahomes is a Hall of Famer. Um, when the lights were shining bright, they performed, and that's why they're them. Okay. And there's nothing wrong about any of that. But let's be honest. The the 49ers had opportunities in that game. There were a bunch of fumbles. They didn't fall on any. Um, they, they easily could have fallen on two or three more of those fumbles. It would have been different. You know, their offensive, their defensive line, is, is a strength, and they went up against an offensive line that have led the league in holding, and yet there's plenty examples of Niners getting bear-hugged, but there were no holding calls. So that was a bad break. Um, and then, you know, obviously not the, the Shanahan mistake in overtime is another bad break. I mean, there, and there was a bunch of them. Greenlaw going out, that was a bad break. Um, they just, they just had awful lot of adversity in this game. And, and, um, you could kind of tell that the way Andy Reed was coaching in the playoffs that he knew he had a flawed team that was not a vintage team and he wasn't going to take too many chances and they didn't take tons of chances, even in this game. You know, it was a very pedestrian first half for Kansas city. It, yeah. it felt like he wasn't even asking Patrick Mahomes to go do Patrick Mahomes. things. But, boy, did he save that for late in the fourth quarter in overtime. And uh, I remember you and I talking about this. The 49ers got the better race car, but there's no doubt the best race car driver on the track is Patrick Mahomes. And when it's all said and done, the singular excellence of Patrick Mahomes beats another football team. There are very few quarterbacks in the history of this league that are better than everything and everyone you got all combined all at once. Mahomes is that guy. 
So if your answer is, oh, then go out and find another Patrick Mahomes. That's like saying, you know, I'm really impressed by Saturn's rings. Go find me another Saturn. Yeah. There is I mean, no other Saturn. Just, <laughs> and once again, what, are you going to get rid of the guy that's doing the job for you to draft another big guy with a strong arm and just hope that he becomes Mahomes on, uh, you know, I mean, if you want, you could probably go call the Bears right now and get Justin Fields. Is he better than than uh, Purdy? I would say probably not. Not as a passer. He's bigger. He's faster. He can run like the wind, but he's 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 not the he is not the definitively better player. Not not even not even close. Yeah. You know, if the quarterback's first job is to throw the ball, then Purdy is a better quarterback. Bad Mike or bad X or what is this? Bad X Mike says Purdy is the best second year quarterback in the last 20 years or second. Uh, yeah. Second year quarterback in the last 20 years. I would agree with that. You know, well, how about this with Patrick Mahomes being the first, right? Oh yeah. Uh, a couple more super chats came in. Gizmo Maltese. Kelsey, more yardage and receptions than Ayuk, Debo, and Kittle combined. And remember, like I said, great players cannot be stopped over the course of four quarters. You might have them at halftime, but then they make the adjustments, and the adjustments were made. The adjustments were made. And Kelsey ends up being the leading, the, 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 the leading yardage pass catcher in the game. Not just for the Chiefs, but in the entire game. If we lose J.J. Draft Rice, if we lose Draft J.J. Rice. No, no. He's saying if we lose Jawan Jennings, Draft Brendan Rice, oh, Rice, Rice oh, okay. is kid. Which I, I, I would do. I would do. Um, the only thing is you're probably going to have to use a, a – one of your third round picks or one of your fourth round picks on him. He's not going to be there forever. Um, so there you go. Phil Valley says I'm unhinged and I, he wish I was, I was like this every day. Do I really seem unhinged right you now? You don't seem unhinged. I, mean, I definitely do not seem unhinged. It's like uh, in, in glorious bastards when Stiglitz is sharpening his knife in the corner before they go down to the bar and, uh, and, and what's his name walks up to him and goes, you calm down. Just remain calm. He's like, don't I look calm to you? He's just sharpening his knife. Larry's just sharpening his knife. Herbie Holland. Damn, Larry, you're angry this afternoon. All I was saying is that you and all I was saying is that you thought Eddie wouldn't fire Kyle. I think he would. And of course, Kyle is going nowhere. But I have my opinion. And Herbie, you know, you always pay to put that opinion out there, and we thank you very much for being generous in the super chat. Again, here he is being generous. Again, Herbie coming in with another two bucks. Still love both of you guys. Even angry Larry Herbie, we love you too. Um, would you like to address Herbie directly? Well, I mean, say whatever you want, but, I mean, any just remember this. Any jackass can take a sledgehammer to their kitchen. It takes a contractor to rebuild it. So... Don't be any jackass taking a sledgehammer to the Niners kitchen before you have even the slightest idea of how to build the thing back up. You want to get rid of Purdy, but who's going to quarterback the team? You want to get rid of Kyle? That's fine. Who's going to be the head coach of the team? Anybody can say wreck shop and destroy it. 
it takes a lot more skill to say, and then come back with this guy that you acquire in this capacity. And this is how it's going to work. I think the so that's one, all I'm pushing back on. Right. I'm pushing back on the notion of, you know, destroy everything. Anybody can take a sledgehammer to anything. Can you build it back? Don't take us. The Niners did this once before. They took a sledgehammer to the to a guy named Jim Harbaugh, and they got rid of him. But they didn't have any any new head coach to hire, so they just hired the guy that they thought would be, you know, be happy with the job who was nearby. And that was Jim Tom Sula, and he sucked. And then they replaced him with Chip Kelly because they wanted an innovative offensive guy, and he sucked worse. And then suddenly they were the worst roster in football, and they needed like a three or four year rebuild. And that's when they hired Shanahan. And sure enough, in his third year, he's in the Super Bowl. But I mean, you know, if you're going to say take a sledgehammer to Purdy or to uh, Shanahan, that's fine. But if you want my respect or if you want my admiration in any way, you'll come up with something that you think is better, not just the sledgehammer. I think the one thing that anyone who wanted to argue against you has, Larry, would be, okay, so I don't have a, I don't think Kirk Cousins is just better than Brock Purdy. I don't think you have a better solution. And, you know, trying to trying out a new quarterback every two years is an experiment that hasn't gotten the 49ers anything to this point. I would not like to run that experiment again when we see so many good data points being returned by Brock Purdy. Kyle Shanahan, wildly successful. He's done a very good job in so many ways. But if you're asking, what might be better than him? How about this, the, the guy who's won more Super Bowls than any other head coach on the history of the planet who is available? I mean, that would be the one thing. All right, so if I wanted to get rid of Kyle Shanahan, you better have a better name for me. Well, he's a lot older. He's like 30 years more down the road. But his name is Bill Belichick. Now, Bill Belichick's got the biggest coaching dick in the world. He's also got a terrible record in the last five years. Not his defense, though. Not his defense. His defense can play. His, but, I mean, you're talking about winning. They haven't won. Um, how many coaches can take Jimmy G to the Super Bowl, enable Mr. Irrelevant to go toe-to-toe with Mahomes in his Super Bowl in his first full year? Kyle Shanahan is not the problem. He's responsible for 25% of the coaches in the NFL. You are right about all that. He also didn't know the rules of overtime in the biggest game in the world. Again, there's just something to come back here and and yank that rug out from underneath Kyle whenever you want to. Uh, Harby, we already did that. This is from... Dreesen, Larry and Damon, much love to you both. While streaming this game, I couldn't help but think of the crowd I thought was kicking the field goal. Uh, in overtime was a mistake. This was the Super Bowl. You go for the touchdown or bust. I agree. I agree. Would have taken bowling balls to go for the touchdown, but. The thing is, though, and if you don't go for the touchdown, you're leaving the team with like, they got to go 96 yards on you. Somebody says Larry looks drained. Larry is drained. Dude, that's what happens when you spend about a most most of the week in Las Vegas, and then you come back and the Super Bowl just kicks you right in the ass. Damon, just giving you a hard time early on. Get rid of Debo and Kittle take. The 49ers are close, and it shouldn't lose their top players. Cheers. Well, thank you, James. But here's the thing. The salary cap is going to take one of them out. Not my hard feelings or my opinion. The, the 49ers, the reason why this year was just so crucial for them 
is because their economic model that this team is built upon is about to be shifted underneath their feet. So they had very, very, they, they don't have much longer with this. And this now has to change dramatically before next year starts. And then the biggest change will come when Brock gets that next deal. Because Brock Purdy, if he plays with any degree of this year or next year resembling this year's regular season, Brock Purdy is a $40 million a year quarterback in this league. You're going to have to pay him market rate. And when you which start, is, paying which Brock is Purdy fine as, as long as you hit in the draft. You know, they have to hit in the draft. Losing, um, you know, Adam Peters. Is that what's that going to do to their draft, their drafting ability and their day three of the draft and their undrafted free agents? I mean, they're going to have to continue to hit in the draft. Uh, they're going to have to continue to find players in the draft. And if they can't do that at a pretty high rate, because Detroit is proving they can and Green Bay is proving they can. And we're going to find out about John Lynch and how good of a general manager John Lynch is, because um you know they they have needs now, and they have and and as Brock gets paid, that's fine, but that just means that you can't fill the, your needs with veterans in the free agent window. You need to fill them with draft picks and develop your your roster. Um, I the one thing I really was uncomfortable with this year was I was uncomfortable watching talented younger players who were getting run on other teams getting no run on this team. And somehow, you know, they're going to have to start leaning on the D Winters and the Jair Browns and the Jalen Grahams and, you know, their, their ability to win, um, will is, is a lot of way in a lot of ways tied to their ability to draft. This is, uh, this is gen three Kali. There's too much praise from Mahomes. People are making the Chiefs out to be unbeatable when they were an extra point away from losing. No, there isn't enough praise for Mahomes. And he has, in such short amount of time, uh, leapfrogged the legacies of Joe Montana and Steve Young and maybe even Tom Brady and certainly Peyton Manning. Patrick Mahomes is having the best start to an NFL career of any career the NFL has ever seen. Full stop, hit print, that's the headline. Patrick Mahomes might be one of the five greatest football players of all time, mentioned in the same breath as Lawrence Taylor, Jerry Rice. He is one of the all-timers. When it's finally done and we come up with the all-time football depth chart, there is a chance that QB1 will be Patrick Mahomes. He's that good. And I'm not exaggerating. No, he's... Come on. He's the best quarterback in the game. Time to trade away an offensive weapon or two to improve that O-line through the draft. Yeah, they, they're going to need to spend money. And the truth is, Larry, who's the best? You don't need to look this up right now. But who is the best experienced offensive lineman about to hit this draft? Because, you know, if they draft three offensive linemen, the chance of one of them being a real NFL player is uh, is is as best as you can really hope for. So maybe you got to go get a proven entity, which comes at no short cost in this league during free agency. 
I mean, there's a possibility you can go in free agency and try to make it happen. Um, most likely, though, you don't even see those guys get to free agency. I mean, this is the, there's such a need for premier pass blocking, you know, tackles that there just aren't a lot of them out there. Just period. Just not. So, um, you know, the bottom line is they're going to have to go into the draft and find somebody. And the good news is that it's a very deep tackle draft. There's probably going to be seven or eight that go in the first round. Um, and they're all pretty good. Uh, you know, and Tyler Guyton from Oklahoma, um, I think is the guy that probably will be on the board when they wind up picking. And is he, he's the tackle, right? Yeah. He's six, seven, he's 325 pounds. He's, he's a really good player. Uh, there's other guys though. Patrick Paul from Houston's really good. And Sumatea from BYU is really good. And I mean, there's a bunch of guys that are, that are going to be staring at them. Amarius Mims potentially from Georgia, but JC Latham is the, the guy that they absolutely need is JC Latham. He's the right tackle from Alabama and the Niners need a right tackle. This guy's six, six, he's three thirty-five. He could be a plug and play right tackle, but you'd probably have to trade either Debo or Brandon Ayuk or something to get into the middle of the first round to get Latham. Do you think Trent comes back? Yeah. He's already said he's coming back. Okay, good. Hopefully he doesn't come back with back-to-back penalties in a fucking Super Bowl. Right. Orlando Orlando Pace would never. Jim Covert would never. Well, you know, and, and it, it wasn't just Trent. He ain't all time. It wasn't just Trent. I mean, the, the Niners blew this in several different mm-hmm. ways. Um, it wasn't it no, wasn't like it was just Trent. No. Trent Trent made some some bad calls, but to me, I mean, bad mistakes, but I mean, third quarter, you know, Jair Brown intercepts Mahomes third snap after halftime, but the Niners go three and out and they took just a minute off the clock. And then that was backed up by a Aaron Banks false start. And then the defense forced the chiefs to go three and out and Purdy then takes the ball and he has through three ensuing passes and they yield, they don't get a first down. And so they breeze to another three and out. Then Debo suffers a hamstring strain. Um, you know, I mean, the Niners went three and out again at the end of the third quarter. So, and then they muffed the, the, uh, the chiefs end of quarter punt that bounced off looter and wasn't correctly corralled by uh, Ray Ray. So the third quarter was a freaking nightmare from start to finish, to be honest. I got a tough question for you. Who wins the Super Bowl first? Kyle Shanahan, D'Amico Ryans, or Jim Harbaugh? I'll say Kyle Shanahan. I'll say Kyle Shanahan. I think it's going to take Jimmy probably at least two or three years to get it up and rolling. Um, I'm not convinced that Herbert can outplay Mahomes in a big game. We'll have to see that. Um, so I think they've got some questions. D'Amico, I think, had a real nice first year, but I, I expect them to regress a little bit. The, this year they talked, they took everybody, caught everybody by surprise. They're not going to catch everybody by surprise. Um, there'll be some growing pains for CJ Stroud once the league studies him for a full offseason. I'll say Shanahan, but it'll be close. 
Brad times Mike with a super chat saying Kyle went into the postseason and the Super Bowl scared and clipped Purdy's wings. He didn't let uh, him. He didn't let him what throw deep like he did during the regular season. I don't know if Purdy had the pocket to get off that deep throw. When he did get off deep throws, Larry, you could see he was going off of his back foot. He, I mean, the Purdy's footwork on some of those deep throws were just rendered unfundamental by the pressure that he was under. And and if you if you are going to slow down Brock Purdy, the really good way to do it is to have blanket coverage and pressure up the middle. And that is two things that Steve Spagnolo threw at Brock Purdy all game long. Blanket coverage, even though he was blitzing right up Main Street. And they did it with smaller guys and they got home. You know, and they really uh they they got some good hits on Brock. Uh, Christmas was a big game. Purdy got embarrassed. Right. But then they reached the Super Bowl. So, you know, you got to get over that. Right. I mean, and the team that, by the way, so thoroughly embarrassed them didn't reach the Super Bowl. So, um, yes, the, the, the 49ers lost to the Ravens on Christmas. Thank you. That is correct. We knew that. I love the people in the chat reminding you that the Niners passed on Mahomes. It's like, yeah, we remember. Well, look, I mean, and that is another damnation against Kyle and 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 uh and and John Lynch. You know, they 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 saw Trey Lance and said, "Oh, yeah, we got to go trade up for that." And they didn't even bother sending a scout to Patrick Mahomes' pro day. Well, I mean, I do understand it's very, very difficult to handicap the quarterback market and teams make the wrong decisions on the quarterback market every single year. So they liked a guy in Kirk Cousins and they're like, oh, well, we'll build up our defense. We'll take a little fewer chances. We won't take a chance on a high risk, high reward pick. And then they had wound up having to do that anyway. And they took Trey Lance. So it's, you know, it's, you know, you, you can't bemoan um, the high pick pressure that comes with being, you know, in the spot they're in. I mean, they they passed on Mahomes. They passed on Mahomes. So, you know, they got to wear it now. And, and you know, Mahomes is the guy, the quarterback of his generation. Herbie Holland again, who's spending an awful lot of money to argue with you today, Larry. So at least thank you very much, Herbie, for, uh, for dropping these in supers. Uh, with all due respect, Larry, Marty Schottenheimer was fired after going 13-3 and and losing. Kyle is responsible for the entire team, including defense, and his defense, to me, has lost him those games. I mean, Kyle does have to replace a defensive coordinator every single time I look up. Um, but this is, yeah, look, it's, there's so much blame to go around. That is the, that's the, the mind-numbing thing of this, to try to just reduce it to one person is hard to do, which means it all falls under the umbrella of the head coach. Look, this is why Kyle makes an awful lot of money, because he is going to catch holy hell between now and the day he wins a Super Bowl. It, like, the holy hell doesn't start when week one gets here next year. This is who he is. He is the galactic loser in the biggest game of the year. In the biggest game that he is in, he always loses it until he doesn't. And that is the life that Kyle now leads. You're really good, but ultimately not good enough. 
The only thing that Kyle has on his side is he's got a good team. He's got an organization that is a winning organization. And he's going to be 45 years old, what, next December or February, whenever his birthday is? Like, he's so young. He's so young. I mean, as and as far as, you know, okay, great. You want to fire Schottenheimer? I mean, you want to fire Kyle Shanahan because Schottenheimer got fired? Okay. I mean, and, I mean, once again, did – did Norv Turner take over the Chargers in 2007 from Marty Schottenheimer and and win the Super Bowl? No. You know, they went 14 and 2 under Marty in 20, 2006. They got rid of Marty. The next year they went 11 and 5 under Norv. Kyle's not the reason we lost. We had a lot of wide receivers open, but Brock couldn't give them the ball because the O-line sucked. It's from uh, Sagi2112. Offensive line was a problem all year. Pass protection was a problem all year, and it reared its head in the Super Bowl. It's amazing how the problems that you have all year show up at the worst times, right, Larry? <laughs> yeah, it's just the way it goes, right? I mean, you're gonna you're only as weak you're you're strong as your weakest link. Um, and their weakest link was their offensive line a good portion of the year, and their O line got whipped when it mattered. You know, uh, so. someone who's got a handle like the name of a robot in a bad science fiction movie uh, has been generous enough to put ten dollars into the super chat says Mahomes and Andy Reid. Reid was under Mike Holmgren, who was with Bill Walsh and coach Montana and Young. We lost the closest connection to Bill Walsh. Yeah. Yeah, there's 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 no doubt. Andy Reid is uh, really, really good at this. And remember, Andy Reid was at a point in his career that Kyle feels like he's standing in right now. And with. You know, how's, here's the deal. Kyle will be a Super Bowl champion one day. I believe that. Will he be it with the 49ers is now an official question I keep asking myself. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. We'll see. Just, just scrolling here looking for the Herbie again, just <laughs> coming in. You guys got me drinking already this afternoon. We can tell by your super chatting aggressiveness, Herbie. And thank, thank you very, very much. Well, um, I, I, I'm fine with you once again. You want to get rid of Shanahan, get rid of Shanahan. But come in here and tell us who that you're going to replace him with. Bill Belichick. He's going to be better. Bill Belichick. See, I don't think Bill Belichick's a good answer. I, I mean, I I mean, I I respect it, but the reality is, is they were like, what, 12 and 22 in the last two years there? So is he really an upgrade at this point? I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't want to make any GM decisions, but... Um... I mean, I like Bill Belichick, but I mean, I'm just saying. Somebody here, I, says, I would bring him in as a defensive coordinator. Skip, and... Skip Bayless says you ignored my super chat. Sorry, Skip. Anything with the word Skip Bayless on it, I automatically ignore just in my nature. I, you could leave us a billion dollar super chat under the name Skip Bayless. I probably won't even see it because I assume you're just a troll at this point. Um, James W. F. Zintner. The guard, the All-American from Michigan, third rounder. Larry, analysis. He, I believe you're talking about the transfer. I kind of like the kid that's going to go later in the draft for the Michigan Wolverines. His name's Keegan. He was the left guard, um, 6'6", long arms, team captain. I like I like Zinter, too. Don't get me wrong, but I like Ladarius Henderson, 
who was their left tackle. I think he's going to be like a fourth round pick and I, I love him. And I think Keegan in the fifth or sixth round would be a very good pick. He was kind of their, he was their kind of gutty leader on that offensive line. Those are the, I like Henderson and Keegan more than I like center. From uh, Ahru, Ahru. Uh, let's get Bill Belichick and a young quarterback-focused OC who can run Shanahan's system. Uh, th- you know, at what point? At what point do you have enough of what Kyle has done successfully to where you don't need Kyle to do it successfully? Right? I mean, I don't know. I, I again, I. I've spent more time defending Kyle Shanahan than, than just about anybody thinking. And I do believe he is a very good coach, but he just has not been good for the 49ers when they needed him the most. And today, honestly, I, I, I wasn't ready to come down Kyle Shanahan's road this hard until I heard that Kyle Juszczyk and Eric Armstead said that at no point in time over the course of the last season, did Kyle discuss a new overtime rule with his team and that, to me, is a level of negligence that it is a fireable offense. I don't think he's going to get fired, but Kyle has officially committed a fireable offense. Would you agree with me there, Larry? This is a fireable offense that he will not be fired for. He's I don't. I don't know if it's credit. a. I don't know if it's a fireable offense, but he that his players didn't know, but he's got to know, and he's the guy who made that decision. So it doesn't bother me that Eric Armstead didn't know. What bothers me is that Kyle didn't know because Kyle is the guy that has to know because you're going to make your decision of whether to take the ball or not take the ball based on the rules. And if you don't know the rules, that's not good. Shitty loss, but I discovered wake up big fan. Well, thank you, James. And I guess Larry, you know, let's, let's sort of change the, 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 the juju of the show, not the juju Smith Schuster of the show, but the juju of the show. Um, we love working together. Obviously, Larry and I just spent uh, nearly a week in, in Vegas uh, with his son, Kevin, as well, who came on out and was a huge help. And Larry and I have known each other for almost a quarter century together here. We've known each other a very, very long time. And we've always kind of to work together, wanted to do a regular show together. But no station in this town was ever smart enough to get that done, although we almost came close. But that's another story. Um, what we've got. Starting, and I want to get the date right here, March 4th, the first calendared Monday in the month of March, Larry and I are going to be bringing you Wake Up three days a week. Our start time will be at 8.30. We will go to 9.15. It will be a tight 45-minute show coming to you three days a week from 8.30 to 9.15, the perfect show to fit into your morning routine, to have downloaded and be able to listen to on your lunch break, your lunch hour. And as we said many times in Vegas, Larry, we're going to keep it tight. We're going to keep it tight like a tiger. And that's what we're going to do. And we're really looking forward to it. Monday, Wednesday, and Friday throughout the off season. So join us uh, in the mornings and uh, we'll provide a lot of good Bay Area sports content a ton of Niners, maybe even some Warriors and Giants along the way. Well, and and what we're definitely going to do is spend Mondays and Fridays concentrating on, on our own backyard out here in the Bay Area. But Wednesdays, 
we'll skew a little bit more national. And we make sure that we're on the big stories that every sports fan is talking about. So we're really looking forward to what we've got here. And, you know, to, to, to wrap up things on a, you know, a, a positive note, it's been an awesome, awesome first year for, for me here on YouTube. Um, Larry, you've been a, a wild leg up for me here on YouTube. I was lucky to have not only my own reputation to bring with me here to YouTube, um, and I would tell anyone starting a YouTube channel, a, a nice way to start it is with, you know, a near 20 year career where you've got some recognition in the town that you're doing business in is, um, but having a, a, a guy like you who very much like me got thrust into this situation a couple of years before me. You were able to hand me a playbook that I've been running um, since the day I started. You started with no playbook. Like, nobody told you how to get going. You learned an awful lot, and you passed that knowledge on to me. And uh, I thank you greatly for it. And it's why you're uh, you're not just a broadcasting partner and a co-host. You're a friend. So uh, I, I thank you an awful lot, partner. I appreciate it, man. And, um, you know, onward and upward, I think everybody who does 49er content uh, lost some some subscribers this morning. I just looked at my subscriber list. I was at 38,755 and now I'm at 38,748. So what happened to those seven people? But now I understand, but people come, people go, we've added over 5,000 subs in the last four weeks alone. And a lot of those people come because of the super bowl and, and may disappear when the super bowl is over. So I do understand that, but uh, we're going to put out great content throughout the year. And uh, this is going to be a place that you're going to want to be on a regular basis. And uh, with that being said, uh, I just want to say thank you to everybody this year. It's been a great Niner year. I know all of you are disappointed. I'm disappointed. Uh, I know all of you, if you're like me, are somewhat like deflated today and just kind of like, you know, I can't believe I just fucking watched that. Um, but you know what? It's just going to make it so much sweeter when we're all standing there in the winter circle at some point in the future. So uh, thank you to Damon. Thank you to all of you guys. And and uh, thanks to my son, Kevin, who's done more than anybody could ever do to to uh, help me rise up these ranks. And the Krug show sitting at thirty eight thousand seven forty eight. We've produced almost five million views in the last four weeks alone and over four hundred and twenty thousand watch hours. So. Uh, thank you to everybody who's watched any of my videos, streams, and uh, there'll be more to come in the days and weeks and months ahead. Here you go. This sums it up very well. JP from the 510. To all the trolls, F off, but at least hit that like button on your way out. Again, you're going to need somewhere. <laughs> you're going to need someone to come and troll. Now, it's really easy to go troll people who don't know what they're talking about. We do know what we're talking about. So come troll us. We appreciate the eyeballs and the views without being clickbaity. Uh, we will we'll take it all. We really, really will. A few more coming in here. This is Gen 3 Khalil saying, uh, let's have some perspective. Andy is 9-0 and with the Eagles, 16-7 and with the Chiefs. Kyle is 8-3. and Give him some room to work. Unfortunately, those losses keep coming at the wrong, wrong time. But you're right. I mean, patience is a very hard thing to ask of anyone in 2024. That's the year that we're in now. Um and more patience is going to have to be applied here, whether you like it or not, because it's a long time before we're in the month of, well, late August or early September when week one starts next year. So patience is 
is the prescription that we all need. Um, we'll, we'll find out what Ralph Barbieri might have thought of everything here in just a second. But, Larry, commercials. I mean, I know, you know, like we're, we're, we're watching the game. We're, uh, we're sitting here, you know, I, during commercial breaks or when I'm making a lot of notes and my mind is racing and whatnot. Um, what do you think? What do you think? Did any of these commercials stand out to you for either being particularly good or particularly weird or particularly bad? You know what? It was the first Super Bowl that I literally didn't pay attention to the commercials. I really didn't. Um, there were some good ones, and when I watch it again, I'll, I'm sure I'll have something to say in the next day or two. But I was so so you know pent up and nervous and. You know, I just couldn't. I just took a deep breath during the commercials. I really did. By the way, Jillian, who is uh, in, in here watching as well, the uh, bad times, Mike. Thanks for the support. Did I miss a super chat from you, brother? I'm so sorry. Thank you very, very much for the support. Again, Herbie is just throwing him back at this point. Uh, come on, guys. At least I'm sending in money. <laughs> Again, thank you. <laughs> thank you very, very much. That's, that's at least we got that going for us uh, right now. Again, what do we got here? Uh, uh, bad times, Mike. Again, uh, y'all learn. Uh, y'all earned it in the moment. My comment was read without it being in the super chat. Uh, hit me right in the feels. There you go. Thank you very, very much. We do appreciate it. Um, I'll just say I thought the Dunkin' Donuts, Benefer, Matt Damon, Tom Brady commercial, like that kind of made me laugh. The BMW commercial uh, where everyone's doing an impression of Christopher Walken to Christopher Walken. Hey, oh, the, the, everyone's got a Christopher Walken impression, right? Um, that that was out there. Uh, the Chris Pratt Pringles commercial I thought was kind of funny. And the weirdest commercial, the weirdest commercial was the Jesus washes everyone's feet, which again is a beautiful kind act of submission to, you know, like I get it biblically what it all means and what it represents. What was weird about the commercial, first of all, is that Jesus is buying commercials in the Super Bowl. <laughs> Number does two. Get a deal. Does he get a deal? You'd, you'd think, right? But, uh, uh, you know, if... Like, to me, if you have to advertise your religion, your Scientology, right? Like, I can't believe Jesus needs a commercial as bad as he needs ones these days. And if Jesus were to dial up a commercial, I'm really surprised that he picked, he picked In Excess, Never Tear You Apart to be the background music. Jesus washing feet to In Excess didn't have that one. Didn't have that one coming down the pipe. Didn't think that that was going to happen. Um, but there was, there was look, Usher at halftime. That guy's got some talent, right? I mean, good God, he can make a move, he can dance, he can sing. That's called a triple threat, everybody. Um, the Arnold State Farm commercial made me chuckle from Nathaniel Richards. I thought that was, that, good. That that was, was good. pretty good. That was pretty good. Get to the choppa. He doesn't. He doesn't hit hard R's. Arnold's never been good on the hard R's. That is for sure. Um, I don't even think I want to do a Trent Balky. But if I ask, if Ralph were on the air today, what do you, what do you, what do you think he's wrapping up on this one? Who's getting, who's getting the brunt of Ralph's ire today, Larry? We're really upset here. And I gotta, I gotta drag Tommy and Tate. And we gotta get the Miata, and we gotta throw somebody in the trunk because that's how it is. Who's going in the Miata trunk today? If you're Ralph, 
You know, I love Kyle Shanahan. I've always said it. I've, I've, I, I truly love Kyle Shanahan. But what he did yesterday is indefensible. I mean, it's, it, I mean, I, I, there's no other way around it. I mean, I told Tom, I told Dave, I told Peter from Amici's, I told everybody that I came in contact with that, that you know, Kyle's a great guy. He's a good friend. I like having him on the show. Tom and I both do, right, Tom? Yeah, we do. We really do. Uh, but I, 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 you know, what can you say? I mean, I, 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 I'm not really sure what, how this would go down today. I wouldn't want to take him for a drive in the Miata. I'll, I'll, I'll put it at that. I'll just leave it at that. Sports don't build character. They reveal it.